Hello, mamas. Laura here. And today we are chatting about the role of a doula in the postpartum period. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today, we are kicking off the second episode in this yoga and doula series, delving into the role of a postpartum doula and how they can help to support you after birth. Now, this is episode two of a five-part yoga and doula series with the beautiful doula and yoga and meditation teacher, Louise McGuire. As you know, I have also hired a doula for my third pregnancy and I cannot wait to experience the support she'll offer after birth. I'm talking home-cooked meals, the option to chat and debrief my birth if I feel ready to and God, this just sounds so exciting to me. And if you haven't already listened to the first episode in this series, please make sure you go back and have a listen because we do discuss the role of the doula in pregnancy and birth. So it is a good precursor to today's postpartum episode. There is so much amazing content coming up in this yoga and doula series. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so you don't miss out. In this yoga and doula series, we'll be chatting about the current issues with fear around childbirth, how yoga and meditation can help you during pregnancy, how to practice more mindfulness during pregnancy and ways in which we can connect more with our baby in utero. We also have a bonus six-minute meditation exclusively available to members inside the Pregnancy Posse where Louise talks us through a beautiful pregnancy meditation that you can use at any stage throughout your journey. Now, this entire podcast series and all our other podcast series, along with all exclusive member-only content, is all live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. So if you'd love to access all the bonus material and listen to or watch this entire series right now, rather than waiting for future episodes to come out, please do go check out the Pregnancy Posse. I have taken my years of experience helping pregnant and postnatal women as a women's health physiotherapist and turned it into an easy-to-understand online program. So when you join the Pregnancy Posse, I will guide you week by week throughout your pregnancy with safe weekly workouts tailored to your specific week of pregnancy. I also do a weekly Q&A session where I answer every single question from my wonderful members so that you don't have to go Googling your symptoms. And there is also a beautiful community forum where Posse members all support each other along with a beautifully big, extensive resources library, which educates you on all things to do with pregnancy, birth and beyond. Now, I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy. So just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, let's get into episode two of our five-part yoga and doula series. You are going to love today's chat with Louise about postpartum doula support. Enjoy. And so what does your postpartum support look like? What would that, I know, again, it's going to be different for every person, but just generally speaking, what could someone expect for a postpartum doula? Yeah, sure. So, you know, oftentimes, even if the birth went pretty swimmingly, but, you know, I guess it's good to know that (laughs) there nearly always is an unexpected turn in birth. Um, So it's always, you know, really nice thing to just debrief your birth with somebody who who really understands birth and who who's trained to to listen and debrief that and and give that support 
Um, so definitely that is a huge thing. And yeah, to just really make sure you're really well nourished and you know it's not just about surviving it's about thriving and about really trying to enjoy that experience as much as you can so again it can look like anything it might be helping out with some breastfeeding tips um or maybe even referring on to some other people that i know if there's something that they're particularly struggling with again it might be more to do with the physical or mental recovery for example if something happens and um, i'm trying to think of an example maybe they they had a tear or an episiotomy and we can give some more holistic treatment therapies for that i don't know if you've heard of yoni steaming i have heard of it i'm not very familiar <laughs> with the ins and outs of it though yeah yeah so um i i'm absolutely loving it so it's basically just about getting some really nice nourishing herbs steaming them in a pot and um yeah you basically sit over it with no underwear on and and let all those nourishing herbs and that steam really help to heal um the perineum and the vagina after everything it has been through mm. um yeah and it's really really beautiful way it's it's a really traditional um practice and it's just a really really beautiful way of you know really honoring your body and, and what it's done and helping it to to recover yeah and then of course it might be even just that mom is just really exhausted which is pretty much a lot of the time and it might be just about helping her get settled in bed while I pop the baby in a baby carrier and and help out around the house maybe making a really wholesome meal that they can um, use throughout the week and it's just those little things that when you're so exhausted and everything is so new those little things can be pretty overwhelming you know um if you think about the last time whatever it be maybe it was your, your last baby or maybe it was something else that happened in your life and you were just absolutely exhausted and shattered and that's the time when you just really want someone to come in and you know put a load of washing on maybe hold your baby and give you a gorgeous nourishing meal so you don't have to worry about that because there's only so much Uber Eats you can have anyway before you start feeling really over it and you just want a home-cooked meal. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, and again, it's that energetic thing. So it might be even just, you know, helping them to, to kind of lift their energy up again, reminding them to, you know, get out in the fresh air and, and, and do something fun, you know. It's those first few weeks or months of after having a baby, I think a lot of the time you can kind of forget about having fun mm. and it doesn't well, have to be something huge but like it might even just be putting on a great song and dancing for one song and that is so much fun and it's mm. you know it really uplifts you um and I think that yeah. ties in with what you said before about helping mothers to thrive rather than just survive and I think just changing the motherhood narrative I think is really important because I do think mm -hmm. there is that it's going to be hard you're going to be tired and emotional and things are going to be hard and that's not saying that it's not but I guess if you think something it often does happen whereas if you change the narrative and you think how can I inject fun how can I inject rest how can I inject like really nourishing my body into this narrative and you'll probably find that you then feel nourished and rested and 
energetic and fun, you know, just yeah. having those little examples. So I love that. I think that's a really that's good amazing. reminder amongst the slog of it all and the hardship of it all that, that you can still inject fun and positivity. And yeah, I really like that. Exactly. And I assume with the doula service and obviously everyone's going to be different, but you, let's say you don't have a doula during your pregnancy or birth, you could still have a postpartum doula, couldn't you? Yeah. 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 And when it comes to say a C-section birth, you could still have a doula throughout that oh, whole process. Yeah. Absolutely. There's still, you know, just because you might be having a surgical birth or a C-section birth, it doesn't mean that all of your choices are taken away at all mm. by any means. There's, and actually, it's really important, probably more so because a lot of the time you do feel like people do feel like that. But a lot mm. of the time, um, you know, it's, it's even more important with those kind of births to to really make some decisions and, and bring in some things that you would really like. Um, you know, like I said, it could be playing some music during the birth or, you know, having a photographer there, not during COVID times. Um, <laughs> or, you know, there's the maternal assisted um, cesarean where you can pull down the drapes and, and, and pull your baby out yourself. I know that's not for everyone, but you know, it is for some people. And that's again, a choice that you get to make. So you feel empowered and it's not as traumatic um, or stressful. Yeah. I think even what you just said about music is so powerful because music we know is such a sensory um, experience. And if you can, instead of listening to your doctor talk about their weekend or whatever it is, the chit chat that might be happening, if you're instead hearing a song, which is really emotive for you and lovely, Mm -hmm. that can change your entire experience and such an easy thing to ask for or to be thinking about. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. And actually, you know, it's so nice because in a surgical birth, you kind of, it is a bit more structured. So you kind of know that moment that the baby is actually emerging into the world. So you can actually be like, this is the song I want my baby to be born to. Whereas in a, in a more um, natural or vaginal birth, you know, I guess it might get a bit lost because at that end time, it's all just a bit of a, you know, I can't think of the word, but you know, there's a lot going on and you probably aren't thinking about exactly what song is happening. Um, but you can kind of plan that in a surgical birth. So that's really cool. Yeah. I imagine as a doula, like you've seen so many births and so many different births. Uh, does it ever like wear thin on you? Do you ever lose that magic or is every birth just as amazing as the other? Like it, you don't ever go, oh yeah, another baby's born. Like, is it still just the most exciting time regardless of how many births you've attended? Yeah. It's honestly, I'm just kind of after every birth, I'm just astounded at just how unique they all are. And, you know, it's kind of just like natural human tendency, I guess, as you're working with the the couple when they're pregnant as well to kind of think, oh, um, you know, maybe they remind me of that couple and I know they really want that so we can do this. And you, you do try and pull into it, but every time I'm reminded, like, no, this is just so individual. And, yeah, it's just I can't, I can pretty much, I, I can't find any links between the births that I've been to. There's always something different. Mm. And it's just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Do you still remember the first birth you ever attended? 
Yeah, well, I have the first birth I attended as um, a nursing student doing my midwifery placements, which, yeah, was was pretty different. And I I wasn't really involved because I was more just, I guess, a bit of an observer and whatever. And but the first birth of the doula was a really, really special one for sure. And yeah, for sure, one of my favorites. Um, It was a home birth and she... um, She's a hypnobirthing practitioner. So it was just really, really calm and relaxed. And honestly, like my mind was just blown. And I also, it just really, really affirmed what I want to do. And it was so funny because I had like read and explored, you know, natural birth, home birth, um, unmedicated birth. And I'd watched videos and I'd looked into resources and I definitely thought that I fully believed it was possible, but until I was actually there, literally there watching it all unfold, I realized it was actually still a very small part of my brain that that thought it's just, they're probably cutting out parts of the birth, you know, that like weren't, I was just like, wow, this is possible, you know? And it really, it really just um, ignited that passion in me even more to just, continue to um to work in this area because I really could see what was what was possible and um yeah just how much that education that preparation and and just how far it can go Mm. I love that so much and I think so much of it is that we don't see those births these days Hollywood doesn't depict those sorts of births and I don't know if you watched Emma Isaac's Instagram live birth this year did you watch that 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 was the first time I'd seen like a a proper in real life home birth that hadn't been edited Mm -hmm. or anything like that and it shocked me at a couple of things but how silent she was first of all I was like Mm. wow like she's not screaming she's not being really loud she's really silent and also how slow it was so I couldn't peel my eyes off the screen even though nothing happened (laughs) for so long but I thought they were really good reminders and we just don't see this growing up we're not in um you know the same tribal groups that we were where we watched other uh tribe women birth and so our understanding of birth is so different to that. So I think there's something really powerful in being able to actually see this these days. And I think social media really is helpful to allow us to visualize all sorts of different births and listening to podcasts and different birth stories. I think it, yeah, it's so, so powerful. Yeah. I love that. There's actually a website called Birth Tube and it's just like live birth streams. I did not know this. Yeah, I I looked at it a while ago and I haven't gone back. um, Yeah, but they kind of just have like live stream births happening all the time. But like you said, it's kind of like, you know, to actually, you know, watch a birth from start Mm -hmm. to finish, it's hours and hours and hours. And um, even though, you know, I I tell all of my, my people that I work with, like, you know, this is how long birth usually goes, especially first time moms. They're nearly always just like, wow, it was so long. And I'm like, yeah, average hours, you know, yes. probably did really quite well. And, um, and yeah, I think that like would said, breed a lot of impatience as well. And I did find yeah. myself watching Emma Isaacs and going like, come on, hurry up, you know, like, let's get things moving and I think we're like we're just impatient probably as a society anyway but it's so good again to 
when you're going into birth to know the expectations that this isn't going to be three contractions and then you're ready to push. Like this could be days. This could take so much longer than you expect. And so from a expectations point of view, it's really good to have that so that you're not disappointed, so that you're not eight hours in and then losing steam because mentally you just didn't expect to still be in this position, um, still pregnant, still laboring. So yeah, yeah, I think that's really great. So birth tube, I'll have to, um, (laughs) have to look that up. That's so fascinating. Hey mamas, Laura here. Hands up if you think we should all have a postpartum support doula. Even if it is not specifically a doula, but your mom or your sisters or your friends who can help you to feel nourished after birth, I just think this is so, so important. I really believe if all women had access to this kind of postpartum support and not just appointments that make sure the baby is growing well, then I really believe the rates of isolation, depression, anxiety would surely plummet in the postpartum period. And I specifically love in this episode how Louise mentions women should be aiming to thrive in motherhood, not merely just survive. And I just could not agree with that sentiment more. So if you'd love to learn more from Louise, you can find her on Instagram at Louise underscore McGuire underscore. And I'd also love to hear from you over on my socials at Physio Laura and let me know your favorite learnings from this episode. And if you are considering hiring a postpartum doula. In the next few episodes of this Yoga and Doula series, we will be chatting with Louise about the current issues with fear around childbirth, how yoga and meditation can help you during pregnancy, how to practice more mindfulness in your everyday life, and ways in which we can connect more with our babies in utero. If you haven't already, just subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so you don't miss our upcoming episodes in this wonderful series. And if you love today's episode and you want to dive right into the next three episodes in this Yoga and Doula series, you can find this entire series along with all our other podcast series live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. For most series of the podcast, we do record exclusive bonus content for Pregnancy Posse members only. (laughs) Now, in this bonus member-only episode for this Yoga and Doula series, Louise guides us through a beautiful six-minute meditation to help you connect with yourself and your baby. Inside the Pregnancy Posse, you'll also find weekly guided pregnancy workouts, an extensive resources library on things like birth preparation, pelvic floor exercises, and managing pelvic pain, plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&A sessions with me. Now, I would love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth, and postnatal experience, so just visit thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, I will catch you soon for episode three in this five-part Yoga and Doula series where we'll be chatting about the why so many women are fearful of childbirth and how fear can affect us during pregnancy and birth. But until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy. Thank you.